Blog Talk Radio. I done wrestled with an alligator. That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Bad dude. Bad. Fast. 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 Last night I cut the light off in my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed before the room was dark. Today my guest is Grant G. Solomon. My name is Neville D'Angelo. You are on the journey. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky little problems. We play a few games too and attract the remarkable characters of three classic books. Soundbite Life. Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again. All of which you can get in your favorite format from Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Look at me now. Don't tell me that ain't a perfect specimen of a man. Grant Solomon is a 17-year-old nationally ranked junior tennis player, a member of our USTA Texas Junior Davis Cup team, coached this year by Steve Denton to its second consecutive title. Grant's team members include Shane Vincent of Keller, Harrison Adams of New Braunfels, who just returned from competing in this year's U.S. Open, Charles Boyce of Cedar Hill, Andrew Koronek of Mansfield, Nicholas Nauman of the Woodlands, and Bio Phillips of Houston. Some of these talented youths you have already met on the journey. Some of them have also been featured on Rio Sports. This sports episode, Athletes in Profile, is supported by the hunk I dreamed and the rat and the alley cat. I sat down to chat and to play a couple of games with Grant. He was on his way to compete in Columbia, South America. When we return, we will meet him and discover some of his exploits. I'm glad that you are willing to come and be with us. Uh, tell us about yourself. Tell us uh, where you're from, where you grew up, and why you love tennis. Um, I'm Grant Solomon. I'm 17 years old, uh, born and raised in the great state of Texas. <laughs> and um, I love playing tennis. I love being out there on the court. It's sort of um, an escape from everything else in life, my schoolwork, and you know, just an escape from all of that. And being able to go out there is just a joy each day to be able to play and be able to be healthy and play tennis. 
And I have a uh, coach from Argentina who is a former professional player, Rodrigo Cerdera. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's helped me become the player that I am today. What got you started in tennis? What made you like it? Um, I really just started because a friend, when I was really young, mm -hmm. asked me if I wanted to take a couple lessons with him. Mm -hmm. And I said, sure. And from there, it just kept going and going. Mm -hmm. Here I am. What, what about it that you liked that made you? Um, you know, as a kid, I wasn't a big contact sport person. I liked to play soccer. I liked to play basketball. But I really didn't like football that much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being in Texas where football is such a big sport, um, it was kind of strange for me to choose tennis. But I just loved it because the fact that I could just hit the ball as hard as I want, and I just enjoyed myself on the court mm -hmm. more than I did, you know, in other sports. Uh, tell us, I mean, do you go to school and play tennis? Do you have a private tutor? How does that work for you? Um, I do go to a regular school. I go to Green Hill School. It's mm -hmm. a college preparatory school in Addison, Texas, mm -hmm. and it's very demanding, of course, but they've done an extraordinary job in helping me um, with my schedule and helping me get out on time so I'm able to maximize my practice time on the court. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm on the court a lot each day, and going to regular school is tough, mm -hmm. but it's just one of the things that I need to maintain if I want to go to a good college, and also it's nice to have the friends of a regular school. Mm -hmm. So what what uh, what are your favorites in school? What, what are you studying? Um, I love studying Spanish just because I feel like it's a subject that's going to help me for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use Spanish whenever I go to foreign countries playing professional tournaments, junior tournaments. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's nice to be able to communicate with people um, in a different language. I think it's just something cool to learn. Mm -hmm. So I love Spanish. What are, what are your favorite pastimes? What do you do when you're not playing tennis? Um, I actually love playing basketball. Oh, I love really? Playing basketball. <laughs> I'm obviously not tall enough to be a good basketball player, but I like to try and play some basketball. And um, I love hanging out with my friends. Mm -hmm. I like going bowling. I've been a pretty bad bowler, but... <laughs> <laughs> Lately, I've gotten better, so I'm pretty proud of myself with that. Okay. Well, watch out for the arm. Bowling once uh, almost put my arm out. It uh, <laughs> held me back a little bit from my I've tennis. noticed on my so bowling. Be careful. On my bowling, I had a little bit too much side spin on it. <laughs> I just, um, just mess up. All right. So uh, let me ask you some things about yourself so that our listeners and, and viewers can get to know you a little better. What's your favorite movie? Ooh, my favorite movie. I'd say it would be... If I was a tennis nerd, I would say it was the movie Wimbledon. I always used to say it was my favorite movie. And really, I go to the movies all the time, and I never come out disappointed. Every movie I see, I like a lot. So, so you like a lot of movies? I like a lot of movies. I don't really have a specific one. And your favorite food? Pizza. Italian food. Huge Italian food person. I couldn't I couldn't live without Italian food. So your favorite restaurants in Dallas? Favorite restaurant in Dallas would be... Um, I have to say a Mexican food restaurant actually, Nicasina. Uh -huh. uh, I love I love that place and we've been going there since I was a kid and I just love I love the Mexican food. Tex Mex food and in Texas there's nothing better than it. Your favorite athlete that is not a tennis player? Ooh, I would say Muhammad Ali. Uh -huh. uh, great boxer, great sportsman and unbelievable insight. I um I follow his quotes on Twitter and on Facebook, and it's just incredible some of the things he said mm -hmm. and how powerful some of his words are mm -hmm. um, and how he's such a fighter and how hard he trained is just totally admirable. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be what you want me to be. I'm free to be what I want to be and think what I want to think. I don't have to be what you want me to be. I'm free to be what I want to be and think what I want to think. We're going to play a little game now okay. we'll called Match My Word. Okay. So I'm going to say a word, and you say the first thing that comes to your mind. 
Okay. Okay, ready? Okay. Racket. Tennis. Green. Pill. Movie. Uh, stars. Female tennis player. Amelie Moresmo. Water. Uh, H2O. Dream. Uh, sueño. Basket. <laughs> Ball. Okay, let's go back <laughs> to a dream. He says, when you... Uh, I, it, you know, just can't have mind in Spanish. I don't know what happened. But, yeah. That's, that's, that's Again, I like that. Uh, about your tennis game, um, so how long have you actually been playing? Um, Technically, I've been hitting a tennis ball since I was three years old. Mm -hmm. But of course, when you're that age, it's not really rigorous at, to any extent. And... You know, I had a great coach when I was younger, Lori Plum, and she really helped me learn how to play the game. But I'd say actually playing tennis from probably five years old. Mm -hmm. Well, some some of your peers, I know, um, guys that you have fit with include people like Harrison Adams, Mitchell Kruger, exactly. Novikov, uh, Bio Phillips, a whole bunch of yeah. other, and a lot of guys from the Texas era. Some of them, of course, are just going on to college. Some of them are like U17. And then they've got some good guys uh, coming up um, as well. Um, playing with those guys, uh, you guys uh, as a group, how has that helped or hurt your game? Um, it really helps. There's really no downside to it because you have other people there that are at your level, higher than your level, some lower than your level. And you get to practice with them and learn from what they do wrong and right and be able to have like this competitive atmosphere between you and them is just extraordinary. It's not something I get every day. Mm -hmm. It'd be something nice and of course, you know, just being with them off the court is also mm -hmm. a great time. We have a great time together, all of us. And mm -hmm. There's nothing better than being with guys that are at your level that understand what you go through every day. Mm -hmm. So that's something special. Mm -hmm. So is your hope to, uh, with your tennis, go to college or to become a professional or do you know? Um, right now it's definitely to go to college first. Mm -hmm. The plan is college and then, you know, depending on how college goes, hopefully play professional tennis afterwards. And it's worked out for a lot of guys like John Isner mm -hmm. and um, Kevin Anderson. And I got a lot of professional players today who are playing extraordinary, extraordinarily great tennis. Um, it's worked out for them, and I hope it works out for me. How would you describe your game? Definitely a baseliner. Mm -hmm. A baseliner, um, I chase down a lot of balls. And with I, I usually use um, very heavy ball very heavy ball, try to move my opponents around until they can't move anymore, really, mm -hmm. and run down balls myself and just wear them down. Mm -hmm. Now, you've traveled with your game uh, to several countries, right? Right. Uh, so tell us about that experience. What is it like? What's your favorite country? Where? Um, I'll tell you, you know, I love playing outside of the country because you get this new group of players that you get to play against, mm -hmm. this new atmosphere. A new culture that you get to experience. Mm -hmm. um, I love going to Spain. I love going to Argentina, mainly because of the language, but also because of the culture that's there, mm -hmm. the towns, the cities. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, you know, when you're playing, um, when you're playing so much, even on your off days, you're trying to rest in the tournament, so it's really hard to see the city as much as I would have liked. Mm -hmm. But definitely, I love going to those two countries the most. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you though, I went to a country in the in the um, in the Caribbean called St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, the airport was one gate. <laughs> Customs was one guy there at the gate. I mean, it was it was um, it was that was definitely an experience. It was a reality check, you know, to go to a real third world country where the population of the nation's maybe 150,000 people, mm -hmm. small island in the middle of the Caribbean, mm -hmm. 
and it was just a uh, it was a little bit of a culture shock, and it was nice to appreciate what I have here. Mm-hmm. So. Now, was that to play tennis, or did you? That, that was actually to play an so ITF. They, they actually yeah. have an ITF. Yeah, there is an ITF and St. Vincent and the Grenadines. <laughs> I highly suggest people go there because it's definitely an experience. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good, good. Um, let Let's talk a little bit about about your game. Um, I know that you are you're about to go to a challenger tournament in Colombia. Correct. All right. Um, but let's say that tonight, regardless of your uh, tournament that you're going to, you you get a chance to meet the tennis gods. Yeah. And they say to you, uh, we're in a good mood today, Grant. We're co- we've called up some juniors, and you're one of them. And you get to keep whatever you want about your tennis game. And we'll give you the choice of selecting four elements of the game from four from from any four players that you want um, in the world. We'll offer you six elements, but you get four. Okay. So I'd like you to tell us which four elements you would choose and which players you'll take them from. Okay. okay? Now the elements that they will give you is a serve, a forehand, a backhand, footwork, mental toughness, and tennis IQ. I'll repeat those again. They'll give you a choice of from the serve, a forehand, a backhand, footwork, mental toughness, and tennis IQ. Which four would you choose, and which player will you take them from? Okay. Definitely, first thing that comes to my mind is the backhand of David Nalbandian. Uh-huh. His backhand from Argentina. He's um he's an older veteran now on the ATP tour, but um, his backhand is just incredible what he does with the ball and how he can control the ball and change directions cross court to down the line and it just I, I watched him play a few times in Houston when he was down there at the Masters Cup and also um, also another time in Argentina and it's just incredible how much control he has at the backhand and how you can't even tell when he's going to change direction um, that's truly extraordinary I'd say I'd like to take the serve of John Isner. Uh, when you're that height, you just, I mean, being a shorter guy, not having as big of a serve, um, I'm telling you, being that height and having that big of an advantage on the serve um, is just something that, I mean, it's admirable, but it's also, you know, it's something that helps your game. The serve is just such a huge part of tennis. You have to make it every, I mean, half the match you're serving, basically. So it's a big deal, and I like that part of his game. Um, I definitely take the forehand of Roger Federer. The way he just hits the ball and his fluidity on the forehand is something that no other person I've ever seen or watched, and I don't know if anyone else in the history will have such a forehand like that. It's just truly incredible how fluid he is with it and how much, how effortless he is with the forehand and how much pop comes off the ball is just extremely, extremely admirable. And then... Lastly, I'd say, let's see, I'd say the footwork of David Ferrer. His movement on the court is just um, is something that I've never seen before either. How he gets to so many different balls mm-hmm. that you wouldn't imagine someone could get to them. Especially, you know, he's a he's a guy that I've kind of modeled my game after. Mm-hmm. He's my height, um, a fighter like I am, and he just goes for every ball and he gets them and he tracks them down and his footwork is truly extraordinary and that's something I pride myself in my game is my footwork so I'll admire that a lot. Great. Well I hope you meet the tennis gods. I hope so too. I like that. I like that. (laughs) That'll be a nice visit. (laughs) Now now I'm sure that you've watched a number of uh, 
uh, of the greats either on TV but probably live as well. Um, if you do, tell us. Um, uh, I know that you mentioned now Vanian before, but uh, any other player. And what do you look for when you're looking at, at their game? Are you just enjoying the game, or as a tennis player, are you looking for something particular? I mean, I'll bring up one thing that happened when I was in Spain last year. I had the opportunity to be able to play with um, Fernando Verdasco. Ah. And um, I had the opportunity to be able to practice with him. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, while you're playing with him, you realize the level is not that big of a difference, but they just have this much more power, this much more on every single little shot. Mm -hmm. And whenever he wanted to, he could accelerate his forehand as big as he would like it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while you're playing with them, you realize these things, but more when you're watching outside the court, I feel like I'm able to really realize the things they do so well that make them at a different level. They're able to see the court so much better than we are, mm -hmm. I mean, than normal, normal players are. And they're able to just read the plays better and they're just able to they're just able to dictate the court with their shots with like so much more power and so much more consistency mm -hmm. than a junior player would be or a guy that's maybe in the top 200 would be mm -hmm. these guys are in the top 10 are at a totally different level mm -hmm. so what do you do um, as a player to be able to rise to that level um of course Talent definitely plays. Uh, unfortunately, if you're talented, that definitely helps. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of guys who aren't talented, and they work really hard, and sometimes they don't get to the top ten in the world. Mm -hmm. But I'd say hard work is the most important part of it because, you know, guys that I play against, and even now in the juniors, they've sacrificed school, they've sacrificed friends, um, they've sacrificed almost their whole lives dedicated just to tennis mm -hmm. in this career, which is so tough. Um, and I feel like being a tennis player is, is is that kind of is that kind of lifestyle so it really requires that kind of diligence mm -hmm. every day. So describe to me what will be a typical tennis day for you. So you know that you're preparing for a tournament, you know you have your schoolwork, you know you have all of that. What's a typical day? Typical day, wake up as late as I can, five fifty five in the morning. Well, I, I mean of course the I have um lucky enough and blessed to have a court in my backyard which is unbelievable mm -hmm. um, so I wake up at 5.55 in the morning mm -hmm. go out there practice for an hour mm -hmm. until about 7 o'clock mm -hmm. get showered get breakfast out of the house by 7.18 mm -hmm. 7.19 I have it down to the minute <laughs> uh, get out there get to school around 7.42 mm -hmm. get to school um, luckily this year Greenhill has been very cooperative with my rigorous tennis schedule and they've been able to really help me a lot and mm -hmm. I'm really appreciative for that um, and luckily I'm able to get out at an early time around 1 o'clock, 12.45-ish mm -hmm. each day, mm -hmm. which is really nice to be able to get out of school on time, have lunch at home mm -hmm. after that, uh, and then get on the court again for about another four hours with uh, probably about an hour and a half fitness included in that. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to be able to have that time to practice, and then after that, at night, at about 7 o'clock, the homework starts. Um, I just knock it out, study, until... Um, until I'm done with it and the day starts all over, all over again, again. <laughs> all over again 365 days of the year now tell us again why do you enjoy this <laughs> uh, you know tennis is a sport where you do it for so many so so long I've been doing it for such a long time where mm -hmm. at this point I really just can't live without it mm -hmm. it's just such a part of me mm -hmm. at this point it's like who are you I'm kind of tennis mm -hmm. now uh, and I feel like that's true for a lot of people who are you know 
who are at my level and who know what I go through every day, mm-hmm. they agree with me because, you know, when you play so much tennis, of course sometimes, oh, it's raining, I want it to rain, I want it to rain so I don't have to practice. But, you know, in the end, I can't live without it, and I know that it makes me better, and that's what I want to do with my life. So, good, good. Yeah, I'm really happy. When we return, Grant will take us down memory lane as we take a walk through the club ground. This episode of Athletes in Profile is supported by the hunk I dreamed and the rat and the alley cat, both available for your digital devices from Amazon or Barnes and Noble. That day. The day before my first dream atop the Casper, my carrera took those curves like a Latin dancer and its winds caressed my face, teasing me. It's wild aroma stirred up sweet memories. Not so long prior, the mission was on my mind. New superheroes had entered the great arena amidst thundering applause. I thought of those swashbuckling heroes my father knew. Lendo, McEnroe, Connors, Becker, modern swordsman, Coolia, Agassi, Sampras, Guga, men armed with willowy weapons, plush balls, and booming serves, toying with the dreams of pretty girls and hopeful boys. They dueled in the red dirt and on hallowed grass and beneath the slick willowy light dung on the where mates know how to have a good time. And up north, beyond Times Square, in the sweating shadows of a field of bitter boys with metal bats. They dueled beneath the gaze of kings and queens and presidents raking in dollars and wild applause like leaves from a forested fall. They tossed a few leaves into willing laps and a few into wishing wells before the winds of change brought snow upon them all. That was a snippet from The Hunk I Dreamed, a narrative of the five essential elements of all super athletes, innovative leaders, and Superheroes, the hunk I dreamed. Let us continue our walk with our athlete in profile, Grant Solomon. Do you have any favorite memories from your uh, traveling overseas? I know you told us about St. Vincent and yeah. Grenadines. Um, overseas, the memory with Verdasco was incredible in Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, but some in the States I've found, you know, in tournaments, mm-hmm. a lot of funny stuff has happened, like going to the match one day, I was playing a tournament in Wichita Falls, mm-hmm. and um, we're in the car, we get a flat tire on the way to the site, the site's not too far away, it's about three miles, maybe three and a half miles, I was playing a super tournament, mm-hmm. and um, we get a flat tire mm-hmm. on the way to the site, um, my coach luckily knows how to change a flat tire, <laughs> so we get there, and I haven't warmed up yet, I haven't warmed up, it's his eight o'clock morning match, I haven't warmed up at all. And he's changing the tire, and that's going to take 30 minutes, which would mean I'm going to get to the site 
at about 7.45 before an 8 o'clock match is about the time you have to check in right. in the USDA rules. So I'm sitting there, and I have no idea what I'm going to do. We're in the middle of a road, and we look over, and there's um, there's a school building to the right of us with like a parking lot kind of like this here, and we're there, and talk, tell my coach, okay, I'm just going to hit against the wall mm-hmm. at the school building, brick school building. So I'm in the parking lot hitting against this wall. He's changing the flat tire. We get to the site at 7.55. I play my match. I played probably one of the best matches of my life, so that was a pretty funny experience. The fact that I made the match on time and I won, and um, that was funny. And also lately, um, in the tournament, the Junior Davis Cup that we had in Champaign, Illinois with the Team Texas, that was such a great experience um, with all the guys on the team. To be a part of such a team with such great juniors, probably considerably one of the best junior teams in the world, um, was assembled just from Texas players. So I was really happy to be a part of that. But one funny memory was uh, I was um, I was doing my laundry. I had a lot of dirty laundry. We were, when you're um, on the tour like I am all summer, you're gone and you don't come back home. So I didn't have any place to do my laundry. Luckily, this is the first hotel that had like a real good washer and dryer in the hotel. So I go upstairs, put my clothes in the washer, and I'm like, oh no, I forgot the detergent. So I go I go downstairs walking for detergent. I started the washer by accident, so I started, I put my coins inside already to start it. I go downstairs, I come back up, my clothes are on top of the dryer, and someone else's are in, are in my washer with my money already in there. I have no more quarters left. I have my detergent here in my hand. So I have to wait another 45 minutes, and practice is starting with the team in like maybe 20 minutes, because I would thought I would have had time. Maybe like, it was starting soon, so I would have had time to dry my clothes enough, so in time. So I look, and whatever, and I just... The guy's clothes finally stopped washing, so I put his in the dryer, and I was frustrated. So I pushed mine in, the washer, and I let it go. And by the time it's done with the washer, it's already time to go to practice. Mm. So they're sitting there in the washer and dryer. They're sitting, his clothes in the dryer, mine in the washer. I just take him out of the washer. I put him in a trash bag, and I carry the trash bag to the courts mm-hmm. to dry my clothes. And I'm furious because of the whole situation because I have to carry all these clothes, mm-hmm. and I want to hand dry them on the court, lay them in the sun. Mm-hmm. I'm ranting to my team. I'm ranting, I'm ranting, I'm ranting. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I see Harrison Adams, mm-hmm. and he's wearing some blue plaid Nike shorts, a collared shirt, Nike shirt. I'm like, I recognize those. Those were in the washer yesterday. <laughs> and I thought those were his clothes, and I give, him, I give him stuff for that every single time I see him. So that was funny. Oh, no, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, thank you so much, uh, Grant. I'm glad that you spent time with Friar Sports. Uh, we're looking forward to see you profile there. I hope you and everyone else enjoy it. Thank you so much for having me. You're most welcome. Here are two more inspiring quotes from Muhammad Ali. Champions have to have the skill and the will, but the will must be stronger than the skill. They can boo me, yell at me, and throw peanuts at me, as long as they pay to get in. See you next week!